Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seat belts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin Cities sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is the Ride with Royce. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. Nobody goes this far with coverage of yesterday's games. We came here for a mission. The ride has blanketed the NFL with many hills, four deep thoughts. And the coverage is now four deep. Four deep thoughts. And there could have been 20 deep thoughts on what happened yesterday in the wacky NFL. But here's Manny Hill with his four deep thoughts on yesterday's NFL action. Number one. Uh Look at this. Look at this. Uh Uh-oh. A link short. Oh, my goodness. I have never (laughs) seen this. I have never seen this. Well, G's looking at it from above. Because you have to raise that to a 90 degree angle right it has to be dead vertical look at this can he put can he put a card in between it look at you <laughs> he can barely contain himself he's saying that piece of paper hit mm-hmm. oh my i have never seen no, that before ever and that's a double fold over card so somebody's gonna say hey, you have an index right. card all right but you can't fold it over uh, yeah, explain that one to me, Manny. All right, so the Cowboys have the football. I think it was about five minutes left in the game, and they're at their own, I think it was like the third, they're at their own like 40-yard line, and they have a fourth and fourth and inches, fourth and fourth and one, and Dak Prescott tries to lunge forward to pick up the first down of the quarterback sneak. Well, they place the ball down after the play, and they call for a chain measurement, and from the naked eye, it looks like it's, he's short of the first down. And then the official, the head referee, which is... Uh, Gene Seratori. Gene Seratori. Uh, also a bad Big Ten referee. <laughs> Basketball. <laughs> but uh, so he takes a folded piece of paper and tries to slide it down in between the football and the and the yard marker to see if it was a first down or not. He slides the paper all the way down... And I guess because the the sheet of paper touched the football, then that means there was it, the football was on the first down marker. It was the most absurd thing I've ever seen in my life. It was ridiculous. And then later, 
He admits that it had nothing to do with his his decision. It just he, he, he wanted went, to reaffirm it or something like that. He wanted to reaffirm it, but what was he reaffirming by being able to put the card in in, in between? Right. If you can fit the the piece of paper, which by the way was folded, and he put I think the it was open an side card, yeah. yeah, and it was folded, and he put the open side down. Mm-hmm. So the open side is kind of yeah, it's, little, it's open. Yeah. yeah, and if you can slide that all the way down. It's not a first down. Yeah. It's uh, not a first down. But and then you can't say visually, I called it from up above visually. So yeah. uh it was just a hot dog move by a guy who likes to bring attention if, to himself. If the league doesn't step in and do something, they're gonna open a can of worms. Now you're gonna have referees that are gonna be doing the sideshow. And we think the choreographed touchdown celebrations are getting out of hand. Just it's ridiculous. Wait. They have to do something because you can't allow a referee who is supposed to be the observer to kind of you can't let this guy do that. Well, what it, and and by breaking out the index card, he made it controversial. Right. Otherwise, right. he just goes up there, peaks, marks. If you've already made up your mind, then just There's call no it need for the index right. card at yeah. all. Yeah, it just it just made it a clown it show. Was, uh, and it ended up uh, being one of the reasons the Raiders lost the game. I got a hunch you're going to get to another reason. The real reason they the lost real the reason game. the Raiders lost the game is this. Car under pressure avoids the sack. And he's going to try to run it in. And he's going to lose the ball. Yeah, then he lose the ball. Does it go out of the end zone? Does he lose the ball? The Cowboys are signaling for a touchback. This could be a touchback. It very well could be. We've seen this before. I think it is. Jeff Heath created it. on the field is that the runner fumbled forward. Through the end zone and out of the end zone. Touchback. The ruling on the field is a touchback. First down Dallas. Yep. Uh, Derek Carr. What One of the, the dumbest plays thinking? left-handed. He was reaching with his opposite hand. And not only that, Pat, he was four yards. He was at the four-yard line yes. when he tried to <laughs> reach out dying. and stretch the ball across the goal line. Four yards. That's 12 feet. Derek, you can't reach it. You're the quarterback. You're supposed to have some brains, aren't you? Yeah. It was uh, brutal. It was one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen, and... But we had 30 seconds, right? Was, he could have ran two more plays. That's what made it so ridiculous was because it was 30 seconds left. He had already picked up the first down. Yes. So And he was heading out of bounds. So at that point, go out of bounds. The clock is going to stop. You've got the first down already, and you've got 30 seconds left. You've got plenty of time to run two, three, maybe even four wow. more plays to get into the end zone. My view of him as a quarterback has gone down a long way that he would be dumb enough to do that. And B, Reavers, what do you think Joe would find him? Uh oh um what 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 would he find him a for? A million dollars. Oh yes. He'd yes. find him a million dollars. <laughs> yes. And, and he just a got million. a new contract, yeah, so I'm sure Dan could afford that. Dollars. He has to go down as the biggest disappointment in twenty seventeen, right? Because oh, there were that, a lot of big expectations team. for that team going that into this year. He was an M V P candidate yeah. last yeah. year. That That's team. how good he was last year. And he's gonna cost Del Rio his job. Don't you think? They're all gone. Yeah. They're gone. All right, number three. To the end zone. Caught! Touchdown, Pittsburgh! Jesse James! Two plays, they take it the distance. After reviewing the play, the receiver in the end zone did not survive the ground. It's oh. an incomplete pass. Oh, my goodness! He survived the ground. Second down and 10 at the 10-yard line. The absurdity continues <laughs> on the four deep thoughts today. I don't, I don't understand. I like, okay. Because I know there's going to be people listening that they're going to say, well, the rule says it. I know what the rule is. My point is this. 
the rule is stupid. Yep. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense, and it's not consistent. Why it's do the stupid. runners? Why does a runner and a receiver taking the ball into the end zone not have the same guideline? Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. I don't understand. If it. you're in possession and you run it into the end zone, it's a touchdown. No matter what happens after that, right? The moment the ball goes over the line, yes. Play is dead. Touchdown. Either that, I'll say that the runner has to main, can maintain control to the goal line, to the yeah. ground. You know? Why well, not? It's got to be one or the other. It can't be both. Keep this in yeah. mind, too. That's a play that basically changed the outcome. Of, that that could be an AFC championship game. Yes, right. Yeah. Because Instead those are the two best. And the difference an, between that be, being in Foxborough or in Pittsburgh. It's going to be in New England and not Pittsburgh because of that. Yep. Yeah. Ridiculous. It, it's just, it's, it's absurd. All right, number four. That was great. That was so great. Oh, that that made my day. And, and if you're wondering what that was, the uh, Carolina Panthers are playing the Packers yesterday, and uh, the Panthers are inside the ten yard line. And the Panthers go up to the line, and you can hear Clay Matthews on a microphone saying, it's a wheel route. Watch the wheel route. Watch the wheel route. And Cam kind of points at him and says, oh, you've been watching film, huh? Okay, watch this. Boom. Next play, touchdown Christian yes. McCaffrey. It was it was fantastic. The Packers uh, chose not to cover Christian McCaffrey yesterday. That was a bad yeah. choice. Apparently yeah. they didn't notice on film that, uh, Cam, if you don't cover him, we'll throw it to him. Well, here's what's funny. So Matthews goes up to the line. He's saying, watch the wheel route. Watch the wheel route. Okay, and McCaffrey ends up not wanting a real route. He just, like, goes through the pile and sneak, mm-hmm. sneaks through there, and Cam hits him for the mm-hmm. touchdown. Even if McCaffrey would have stuck to the original plan and ran the real route, the Packers still didn't have it covered. No. He was open. Yeah, they so did. Even if... catch 10 or 11 passes, right? Yeah, yeah something like that. Like he ripped them up. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it was a uh, strange day. What is the uh, verdict on Aaron Rodgers? Okay. Played okay. No, I think he played pretty bad. And if you watched him at times, he just looked terribly uncomfortable in the pocket the whole time. I I mean, obviously, you had to bring him back. uh, I didn't see that much, but I heard a lot of it on the radio, and he was bouncing a lot of balls away. He was misfiring a lot. But if Atlanta wins tonight, Green Bay is eliminated. So, which will affect whether or not he plays against the Vikings on Saturday. Uh, have they said that, or will they play him anyway because he hates the Vikings? There could be that, but at, but if you're Green Bay, if you're out of it, why would you risk him getting hurt for next year? And well, it's going to be probably single-digit temperatures, too, on Saturday. And they're going to get just, snow like the we're supposed to get it drilled with on yeah, Friday? I don't I don't see the point in playing him, but whatever. That, that's that's their uh, problem if he gets hurt again. Leave it up to him, yeah. is what I would guess. Yeah. Uh, and he'll probably play because he'll want to throw a ball when Anthony Barr is rushing him and try to throw it through his face mask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we uh, shall return. Talk a little bikes. You know, I've been planning on trying to get him in there, you know, best we could anyway. And, you know, I think it was a, you know, he's overcome so much to be able to go out there. And, um, you know, obviously the fans, you know, cheered him on. But, um, you know, it was kind of an emotional moment when he went out there, I thought. Um, you know, because we care so much about the kid. Teddy Bridgewater did get back on the field for the first time since an exhibition game in August of 2000. 
2016, right? Yeah, it was the opener against the Chargers. Yeah. 2016. It was the first exhibition game. I didn't do. He th- only threw two two passes. One was intercepted, but uh, that doesn't really show us much. What has uh, certainly taken place is uh, Case Keenum has not caused any urgency to change quarterbacks. No. He's, uh, and right. he's, 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 he's actually been better the last three, four weeks than he was when he first started playing, wouldn't you say? He was very good yesterday, no problems. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, he's playing an indifferent team, but uh, uh, I, I, you know, he's... He's playing. He's doing the job. Yeah, there's no, uh, there would be no reason to change, uh, certainly. Now, last week, uh, there are some guys who were lobbying for uh, that that case can't take you where you want to go, that were trying to find more flaws in his game at Carolina that actually existed, I think. He was not great down there. He threw, he made a couple of mistakes, but... Uh, Overall, his uh, his his play has been uh, good. You can win with him, uh, and he can help you win. He's to me, he can help you win. It's yeah. not easy. He's not a game manager like we used no. to call. He, he will um, throw, make some throws. You know what will be interesting though is that, and I know it was just a, it was one throw for Teddy, but he did look a little rusty. And you wonder what's going to happen. Once they have to do the playoff roster, because Bradford will be eligible to come off the uh, the IR, you wonder if they're going to go into the playoffs with him as their backup and not Teddy. I think Bradwater is. I think uh, Bradford is uh, is out of the picture. I think completely. I think that there's a. a this is just pure speculation by me. I don't think they're happy that uh, his uh, rehab has taken this long. Bradford with Bradford. I thought I think they thought that it was just going to be a couple of weeks. If you, if you go back to Zimmer's quotes on it, it, it seems like uh, to me that uh, the the Bradford might as well. Didn't I read that uh, the, the Cronin, the uh, ESPN reporter, mm-hmm. said that he was in the locker room the other day, and it's the first time she'd seen him there in two months? You're kidding! Something I did. I like missed that. that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So he hasn't been around. So. I don't know if he's been there rehabbing wow. or rehabbing someplace else. I don't think he's in the picture at all. Yeah, well, what was it that Eric Sugarman said a couple months ago when Sam's thing first came up? Because it was, I think it was after the Bears game where he mm-hmm. started and he yeah. couldn't finish and Keenum had to come in. It was something like, this this isn't a new injury right. with his knee yeah, or something like this. This is something, yeah. this is like a reoccurring yes. thing. And, and I think... At that point, it's just like this. This is this I, is done. I, this I don't is know anything. Gonna... I don't know anything about the guy, but uh, personality-wise or anything, but he doesn't have a contract, right? Mm-hmm. You got to wonder if he's saying these guys aren't going to give me a contract. I got to come out. I got to go try to find a contract next spring. Yeah. But then again, by not playing, he's made him. He's he's gone from a twenty. Million dollar quarterback to a three five million. million. He's going to get the Case yeah. Keenum con- that yeah. that Case got this year. Yeah, you're going to have to. He's going to get a one year deal to be a. What's to, your, Keenum's getting two mil, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Two and a half, something. Yeah. Well, the the interesting thing is, and I still think that the Bridgewater dilemma will be solved by going to him and saying, "Okay, you should be a free agent, but." We don't have to make you a free agent because we because if you miss the first six games by the letter of the law, 
we can toll your contract, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. So we can't give you a five-year deal for 20 million bucks a year based on seeing nothing. So we'll give you seven or eight to play, to stay here next year. And then we'll, we're going to sign this, try to sign this other guy. Keenum, or you too. could franchise tag Keenum and get no, him back yeah, at a one year deal. Yeah. You don't want to, you want to give him 23 million, but that's what he's going to come. He's going to command oh, a lot not. of money on yeah, the open he's market. And three years, 36 million. But, oh, Pat, I think he's going to get more than that. Mike Glennon just signed a $50 million contract in the offseason with Chicago. Yeah, but he's going to get more. Stupid. I, think I, know, Mike, I think Mike Glennon's contract is going to hurt Keenum. I agree that the Bears are stupid, but, Pat, it just takes one stupid team to, to make. And there are so many teams out there that are going to be quarterback desperate mm-hmm. going into this next offseason. I think Case is going to get a, uh, an offer if they don't franchise tag him. I really do. Won't part of it to depend on how this thing Finishes. I mean, if they go all the way to the Super Bowl with well, Case Keenum and win it, then yeah. I mean, the, it's yeah, the go, whole thing he, is a no-brainer. If no he brainer. takes you to the Super Bowl, then. But if he if he goes in to that first playoff game and has a Brian Hoyer, like what Brian Hoyer did against the Chiefs a couple sure. of years ago for the Texans and goes belly up, mm-hmm. Tarveris. Then... If he plays like Tarveris did against the Redskins in here, that you oh. know, when we were starting to feel like, hey, yeah. you know, he might have a, he might be figuring it out. Remember yeah. the Philly playoff game with Tavares. that was oh. the one I'm thinking of. The yeah, Philly yeah. Game. Oh, the Philly the game. Pick, the pick six he threw to Santi <laughs> Samuel. Yeah, he threw good. it right to him. <laughs> it was open. <laughs> but uh, yes, he was. But this guy's, you know, he's twenty nine years old. I don't, I don't yeah. think he's going to be rattled. I don't think no. he's going to be rattled. I think, I think he can take you as far as the rest of your talent uh, can take you. But it's, it's an interesting thing. Now, they would probably be better off if they need the. They could have used what a Panthers loss here, so they could know that they're going into home field, that they have home field, and then they could play them half the Bears game here, right? Yeah, yeah. Need to find out, but really, that you, you probably can't make your verdict on that anyway. You gotta, you get, you gotta make your verdict on Teddy by what you've seen in practice and how he's moving and throwing and stuff like that. You can't make it on little snippets of how he's playing. So, it's uh, it is going to be interesting. I still think. Deep in their hearts, they're not going to pay Keenum if he, if there's a lot of money out there, and they're going to let Teddy uh, try to be the guy because yeah. I think deep in their hearts uh, they. I think that's what Zimmer they, especially they, wants. Zimmer loves him. I yeah. mean, they love him as a human being. Now, everything you hear about Keenum, he's just as good a guy as Teddy is. Yeah, you know, everybody likes him too. But but and there's nothing Teddy's, else. Teddy's their guy, and I think they'll end up. He'll be your quarterback next season. And there's nothing to say too that they can't. They couldn't do what you just said, Pat, about tolling his contract, maybe offering Case the chance to come back, and then maybe even drafting another quarterback mm-hmm. too. Now Case has got to take it when he can get it. <laughs> oh yeah, he got to get his. He can't rely yeah. on. He's this is his chance to finally get it. So uh, he's got to. Uh, he's got to get it. But you know what? You know what a clunker of a playoff game will cost him? Tens of millions oh, yeah. of dollars. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's got a – he's not done proving it, right? Yeah, he's still trying to he's he's still, still trying proving to prove it, it every week, and uh, he keeps proving it. If he and, has a Brian Hoyer-type game, he will end up being what mm-hmm. Brian Hoyer is now, just bouncing around he's from a guy. team to team and yeah, just another just guy. guy. So 
All right, we uh, shall return and see what Mr. John Height has for us. I think Jimmy Butler is going to play tonight, uh, so they might only lose by 15 instead of 25. <laughs> uh, we'll be back. John Height with a sports update. Thank you, Patrick. This update sponsored by Aruba Tourism. Escape to sunny Aruba this winter. Starting December 23rd, Delta has new nonstop service from MSP. Visit Delta.com today. I've never been to Aruba. I want to go to Aruba. Who there you go? go. Let's have a... You paying? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that'd be a, if I gave you guys all round trip tickets to Aruba, that'd be a good Christmas present. Oh, that would be spectacular. Yeah, yeah, be nice. I'd never say another bad word about you again. <laughs> Vikings now the division champ, of course, after their win over the Bengals yesterday. Number two seed as of right now in the NFC, trailing only the Eagles. Uh, today, Coach Mike Zimmer said, eh, they don't get ta- uh, get caught up ah, in this talk. Hell you about don't. Bucks you know, honestly, we're not focused on that. We're focused on Green Bay and trying to figure out how we can win another game um you know and be, be a good rival it's a great rivalry and uh you know they're an excellent football team a great organization and you know we'll we'll have to play really good to win so you know if we don't win this game and the next game it really doesn't matter about all that stuff all that if stuff. you don't win the next game i don't know this game you might lose i doubt it but if you don't win the next game, you should all be fired. <laughs> the Bears at home. You can't lose that game, Zim. Uh, Zim was pretty hoarse today. He must have done a lot of uh, yelling between yesterday and that practice. Well, maybe he was yelling at his former Bengals players for being such a bunch of dogs. <laughs> Vikings play the Packers on Saturday night. No word yet on whether Aaron Rodgers will play or not. If Atlanta wins tonight, the Packers are out of the playoff picture. Of course, there's speculation that Rodgers then wouldn't play. Uh, Zimmer did address that in his press conference. He said he doesn't care. It's not up to him to decide if Rodgers plays or not. Uh, so. Yeah, I would think that that's probably not a question that was worth asking. Yeah. Uh, since you brought it up, uh, Bengals coach Marvin Lewis, said, Marvin Lewis said today he wants to continue coaching football, but where he might end up remains a mystery. Uh, Lewis, uh, yesterday, as sources had told ESPN's Adam Schefter that he planned to leave the team at the end of the season. Now, he denied making any decisions, though, during his press conference yesterday. He said, I want to coach football. When asked today, the news pressed on whether it would be uh, specifically in Cincinnati. He said, sure. Are you making an offer today? (laughs) Marvin, uh, two weeks ago when they were on uh, that game on, uh, three weeks ago when they actually tried against the Steelers. That Monday night game, yeah. uh, The Monday night guys were saying Marvin basically had told them that he knows he's gone. So uh, that they basically he's been told he's gone. So is he in his walk year in his contract? Because you said he didn't to to make an offer or whatever. Yeah, well, he said he hasn't talked with Mike Brown yet. They uh, about oh. about the reports of him perhaps leaving. Uh, he said he addressed the issue with his players. He didn't say whether he addressed it with anyone in his staff. So and did his players yawn when he told them? Probably, given their performance the last two weeks, <laughs> that would be my guess. Former Gopher quarterback Demery Croft has said where he's going to school. He's going to end up at Tennessee State. Croft on Sunday morning announced on Twitter that Tennessee State is my new home. Croft took his official visit to the Nashville school this weekend with his parents. He'll still have two years of eligibility remaining at Tennessee State. Uh, Because he's transferring to a lower division school, Croft will not have to sit out a season, will be eligible to play in 2018. Timberwolves in action tonight at home to play the Portland Trailblazers at the Target Center. And uh, Jimmy Butler's back spasms uh, worked out okay this morning at the shoot-around. So it looks like we may see him. 
playing tonight mm-hmm. in that game. I think uh, Tibbs, uh, we give him a light workout tonight, though, 38, 9 minutes. Maybe. Yeah, 30, 30, 30, 39 minutes mm-hmm. instead of the normal 45. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wild, uh, they're off tonight. They lost to Chicago last night. They'll play Ottawa tomorrow evening on the road. Uh, former Twins news. Remember Andrew Albers? Oh, sure. Yeah. Great, How could we forget? Great, great guy. He's been granted his... No, re- I don't. <laughs> he's been granted his release by the Mariners uh, because he wants to go play in Japan. I thought he was he's already over there. No, I think he was in Korea. He was in Korea for a while. Came back. He actually pitched okay for Seattle He wants last year. to? Why? More money there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's a slop-balling lefty, but a great kid, and was great for two starts for the Twins. And then the Remember, we were dazzled him. by him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Follow the money, kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> John Skipper resigning today as ESPN's president and co-chairman of the Disney Media Networks. Skipper said in a statement, I have struggled for many years with a substance addiction. I've decided that the most important thing I can do right now is to take care of my problem. Sounds like it's worse than alcohol. Yeah, whatever, what substance is substance. it? That's we a, know, we need to get this nailed down. Yeah, we do. I don't know what it is. He said he owes a debt to many, but most profoundly Michael Linton, George Bodenheimer, and Bob Iger. ESPN reports that Bodenheimer, who was ESPN's president for over a decade, as well as his, uh, as well as its executive chairman, will serve as the company's acting chairman for 90 days to help find a replacement. I always wondered why Skipper likes soccer so much. Now we know. <laughs> why? Because he had an abuse problem. Oh, I he see. Irrational. Uh, <laughs> he was irrational in his thinking. I see. Uh, uh, Roycey, I'm going to need a ticket to Maui. I've been to a, I've been to a Aruba. Been to Aruba? It's uh, windy as hell, though. Okay. You don't like the wind? Okay. But it's, but just as well go to North Dakota. Okay. <laughs> Same thing. Really? Yeah, it's very windy. John, okay. that's all we need out of you. All right. Thank you. It, and it really, it was basically it, it locked up. It wasn't spasms. So, and now he, it's loosened up for him. So, we'll see if he's fine tonight. He went through shit around. And he's feeling a lot better. Uh, Timberwolves end a uh, disgusting five-game homestand tonight against Portland. If they manage to beat Portland, which is better than they are. Uh, they will uh, go two and th- uh, they will go three and two on the homestand, which had the potential for a five and zero oh sweep. Last night, of all the disappointing losses this team's had, they've had about four, Saturday night. A uh, Saturday night, yeah. yeah. They've had four or five of them where you said, "Man, they had, How to, did win, they lose they had that? to win that game." That team's best player isn't playing. Blah blah blah. They've they've had an easy schedule for the most part. A lot of travel, but easy schedule. And a lot of times playing teams that didn't have their best player. And now Phoenix comes in. They've lost five in a row. Devin Booker, the one guy you got to guard, mm-hmm. is out. He's not playing. And they uh, basically are having their way with him. They had a 15-point lead at one point. End up losing. End up getting out-rebounded. Was it 53 to 31 or 52 to 31? 52 to 31. End up getting out rebounded by 21. This Alex Len guy gets 19 rebounds. Yep. uh, And they end up losing it. And we want to complain about Teague jumping into the three point shooter at the end of the game. Some guy named Cannon. And, uh, Isaiah Cannon, yeah. It's it's uh, it's one of the most pathetic losses. This team, I looked it up. 
They're 830 and 1380 or something like that for their history. Mm-hmm. I'd put this I on my list of most disgusting losses. I put it second most embarrassing losses. I put it second to the one they lost to Phoenix in 05, 108 to 79. Remember or the one, one they lost to Phoenix earlier this yes, year? This year, but at least that was down there, right? That yeah. was down there. Uh, and Phoenix had Devin Booker at that time. Yeah, yeah. And then Booker and Warren got all these points against them. Yeah. I don't know how the hell they managed to do it. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And they people just... want to blame the uh, not playing the bench. Uh, well, you know. Well, they need yeah. they, they the bench is their bench got outscored sixty nine to twenty. But yeah, I mean the 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 problem with the bench is that it's. I mean, they they can give they can have nights here or there where they give you something, but when they're not when the bench is not giving you anything, it's it's hard to it's hard to keep the guys out there. It's hard if Gorgie Jang isn't giving you anything. It's hard to keep them out there and for more than fifteen. And, and, uh, 16 minutes. Crawford is the latest to take a shot about it, uh, saying he didn't come here to play seventeen minutes. Actually, that's why I thought he came here. To play That's exactly minutes. what I thought yeah, his role was going to be. Seven or eight year old guy go in, play seventeen minutes, take up, jack up seven threes, and or uh, is it because he's so old he doesn't want to play that much? No, I think <laughs> he was complaining he's not playing enough, uh, ah. and thus he's not making enough. He's not getting enough shots. The thing that drives me crazy is that how reliant this team has decided to become on Butler. That is basically phasing Andrew Wiggins out as a uh, as the go-to guy down the stretch. Andrew Wiggins, you gave him $148 million, and you told us the reason we like him is he can go and get a shot. He, he's the one guy we got who can go get a shot. Mm-hmm. And except now we got Jimmy Butler trying to shoot off balance, go one-on-one with 20 seconds to go and shoot off balance shots. Give it to the guy you got a, gave $148 million to and see if he can make that shot. He's Now, I know he's shooting 38% or something this year, but uh, you can't give $148 million to some guy and say, oh, by the way, you're not our guy anymore. So the one question I have is, you know, I know it's tough to say this about a team that technically is in first place in their division, but, at, half game. but at what point do you hit the panic button? Because we're 30 games into this season. Well, it, I'm I'm at the panic button because I don't think they they gotta look at now Utah's won some games. Mm-hmm. Look at some of the teams are starting to win some games now. They got still got a fighting chance not to make the playoffs. Oh, that's what I I guess that's what I'm driving at here. Yeah, I mean they that well the the tough thing is I don't I don't know what they can really do to fix anything. I mean they. Are they going to make a trade? Are they going to? I mean, the the DeAndre Jordan rumors are out there. I don't think the the Wolves have enough to give to the Clippers no. to get him. I mean, th- this is kind of the tough thing is this is kind of what they have. They need they need Bealitza to get back and get and get healthy so that he can give them something off the bench. They raised him to questionable tonight. Does that mean he's going to play? I I don't know. I I doubt it. I mean, they they're just. The the big the big issue with them too is if they and and this was something that we all knew would be kind of an issue going into this year when they shoot three pointers well they win 
Which is not too often. Which is not very they often. Last night, they were 9 for 27 from 3, which is For them, not... that's not bad because the... Uh... <laughs> You know the what the the last the, the Philadelphia they had, they game went four out of twenty five. Yeah, something. the the Sixers game they were like four for twenty five. But how do you get out rebounded by twenty one? That I can't. I I don't understand Especially that at all. Wiggins had one. Yeah. Wiggins had one, and which was one this, less than Gorky Jang had earlier this year. He was, uh, you know, looked like he was working harder on the boards. But the only way you get DeAndre Jordan is to include Wiggins in the trade, right? Except who wants to pay him 148 now? So you maybe he might be untradeable. Yeah, he right? might be able to. Did well, you? well, Jerry Jerry West is overseeing things with the Clippers mm-hmm. now. He's like a senior advisor for the Clippers now. So you're not gonna you're not gonna dupe them out of a deal anymore. Jerry, go home. I know. Jerry, <laughs> God, he, he can't possibly need the money. Yeah, he just. I think. Mm-hmm. I think part of. The thing with Jerry West, too, I think he's trying to do it to kind of stick it to the Lakers oh, a little suppose. bit. I he, think figured a little out, bit of, he figured out Kobe Bryant was good, and that's made him a lifelong um, contract. Where know? are we, by the way, speaking of Kobe, on the two-number retirement tonight? Uh, are we bugged of, by that? Are we bugged? I don't think it's that big of a deal, but apparently it's a controversy. I don't care. Oh, well, put them both in the rafters because it's and, the NBA, and you want controversy. So, oh, we yeah, love storylines. Put them yeah. both in the rafters. It's fine. All right. Uh, well, anyway, uh, they they'll have a nice crowd of about eleven thousand there tonight. They're back to having everybody mad at them. They had a nice house Saturday night, but uh, your no, favorite guy, Dame Lillard, in town though. Yeah, he get thirty eight. All <laughs> right, we'll be back. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick? You cannot go to many uh, high school dances in the 1960s where they didn't play this about every fourth song. (laughs) Uh, The Lion sleeps tonight, and neither of you guys know who up the group was. Well, I only do now because... The uh, Tokens! Uh, December 18th, 1961, The Lion Sleeps Tonight goes to number one by the Tokens. Uh, Johnny Height tells me they were around some. They made the charts, but uh, they basically were one-hit wonders, the Tokens. That guy's named Jay Siegel that's hitting the high notes there. He was the lead singer. Bunch of other white guys. Uh, Bill Reed, <laughs> Kurt Yahian, a uh, bunch of dorky-looking guys, man, the to- tokens. But uh, this was a fantastic song. And the history of it is the story uh, in South Africa, 1938, a uh, group of singers and dancers called Solomon Linda and the Evening Birds uh, went into the rec- recording studio for the first time and recorded a song, Mabumba, uh, Zulu for the Lion. It was a regional hit. Uh, then it came over here, and Pete Seeger tried to make it a folk hit. Uh, and then these guys got a hold of it and turned it into a rock song in uh, in nineteen uh, in the in 1961, and it became a huge hit. In an excellent article for Rolling Stone magazine in 2000, South African journalist Rianne Mollen followed both the music and the money associated with The Lion Sleeps Tonight, uh, exposing a sequence of business arrangements that ended up making millions for a handful of uh, prominent U.S. music publishers while yielding $1,000 
uh, personal check from Pete Seeger to Solomon Linda. So they made wow. a grand, they made a grand on it. You, but the Lion Sleeps Tonight was huge. You know what I love about this song out. is, and I'm sure you are aware because you have young ones in your life where you have to sit and watch every kids movie, every mm-hmm. animated kids movie that has any type of animal in it. Yep. Yes. This song is a part of the soundtrack. It's okay. in, it's in like Ice Age and all of those movies that my kids like. Well, it's uh, it is a fantastic song, no doubt about it. Uh, now, uh, the lion sleeps tonight. Probably shouldn't have beaten out what else happened today, but I was a big fan of the lion sleeps tonight and a big fan of this today. This is also the day in 1865 that slavery became officially outlawed. In the United States of America. A little bit more important than the yeah, tokens but, coming uh, out with the, the Lion Sleeps tonight. Yes. But it's hard to get sound on the uh, what happened Good in point. 1865. You know what you were? Correct. You were a radio professional. That's, that yes. is true. So uh, the tokens, uh, I got to admit, I never knew who it was either. You just know it's the <laughs> Weemaway song. Yeah, the, uh, the uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic tune from that time. In fact... If you went to a uh, old, like the Bloomington Roller Rink or someplace, the only song they played more than this for a concert, mm-hmm. or not a concert, whatever the hell it was, sure. a bunch of guys, was uh, the the uh, Thunderbirds. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, oh, the, uh, uh, Surfing Bird. Surfing Bird. Yeah. yeah, Surfing Bird's the only mm. song that played more than this. <laughs> surfing, you couldn't get enough of Surfing Bird. Oh, I can't. They had, they had a little tinny three-piece, four-piece local band up there on the stage. Surfing Bird! About every four songs. And did you, I was going to say, did you know what time of the night it was based upon? <laughs> well, it's got to be, you know, 10.30. How 30. many times? How many times? It's, did. it's another version of the surfing the concert halls back then were very interesting excelsior roller rink i saw roy orbison and the beach boys at the really roller rink how about that yeah there was no place else to go you know the stones were out there once i didn't see them Mm -hmm. the stones were out there because we had nothing else right we didn't know their venue nothing unless you could fill up an auditorium or something and that the idea of having concerts in big places like that never occurred to anybody At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands, like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home, or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. 